evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to We're Gonna Need a Bigger Show, episode 48. Eight, 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 eight. Welcome back. Spoiler alert, we do these very close together. Yep, it happens and sometimes. And stagger them. You have to. This is behind the scenes of podcasting. <laughs> In case the, you ever wanted to know. Table, we tack, we tack uh, blankets to walls. Mike, get your hand. Move your hand. That's you don't tell me what to do, Scott. This is my show. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this is what you wanted when you asked me to be a guest. <laughs> they you really, knew what I'm, you were doing. <laughs> as a listener, you have no idea what the configura- configuration of sitting. We could all be in Mike's lap. Mm-hmm. We all are in Mike's lap, just like... On a vertical scale rather than like... guess who's in my lap. Like a totem pole? Yeah, exactly. We can play ouch, ouch, you're on my hair. Like a Mm. a vertical human centipede. Yes. (laughs) Mm. Vertical centipede. Didn't you play bass for vertical centipede? uh, That was was, uh, percussion, like auxiliary percussion. Uh, Tonight is a special show. We are joined by our good friends from Uncanny Valley Productions. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We are joined by James Magrum. Scott Sulfridge, gentlemen, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank, thank you for having us. us. Yeah, definitely. Returning guests. Yes. Returning champions. Yay. <laughs> we, made is... it, we made it through the Halloween series. We were rewarded with a second podcast James, guest, this so. is your third time on the podcast, right? Third yeah. time, that's right. Because yes. you, you did, did the Alien. alien. Mm-hmm. No, this is four. Is it four? You did Alien Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah, that's Halloween. right. You've been through the ringer, dude. Yes, I've and done all the movies. This is, this this is going to be the is, first Scott's, non-film Scott's done. Yeah, Scott's yeah. done, too. Scott's Yay. done, too. Cool. You're going to have to break away. Can you break away? I mean, if you do like a podcast on Breakfast Club or something like that, maybe. It's got to be something like sure that yeah. James doesn't Bre- want to talk about that breakfast, he doesn't. Breakfast Club, Adam Sandler movies. Um, oh, we don't want to talk about that either, movies. I don't think. Um, James would be a part of the Adam Sandler movies, at least the well, first I mean, few. Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah. I, could, I, could, I could sit back and let you do Let's comment on the severe on, lack of breakfast in the Breakfast Club. Yeah. <laughs> it's it kind of false more so just saw a little bit of lunch, and that was about it. Yeah. Captain, yeah. Captain Crunch Captain ham sandwiches. Cereal, yeah. Yeah. And then the dude's or banana. Cereal, yep. 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 And there's then, a little bit of coffee, but... Yep. Didn't see, it, didn't see it Tony the Tiger or anybody. That was the grossest thing growing up. I've probably seen the Breakfast Club more times than any other movie. Yeah, Ever, that's really. about. It's my mom's favorite movie, so I've seen it. It's incomprehensible. Yeah. I, I joke around it's, a lot. It's a movie that. I cannot understand. <laughs> you need they, to leave this table. They, their emotions. I mean, I, they're teenagers, whatever. But I don't remember being like that kind of emotional as mm. a teenager. Yeah, I that and I stayed high a lot longer. Like <laughs> the highness seems to last about five minutes. I, I got hooked on that movie when I was in fifth or sixth grade, and I remember watching it so many times that I had it memorized in my head. And I've told James about this, but I used to get detention quite a lot when I was in middle school, and I would watch The Breakfast Club in my head for the full <laughs> oh wow two or three hours that You're I was just in there. Zone so, out. So yeah, I just kind of zone out, Scott, stare off to the weird. wall, and those are. I mean, that's just one of the movies I watched. I watched a lot of Debbie's, does, you know, Debbie Does Dallas. And, <laughs> You know, all that other good that's stuff. a different Nine podcast. Five. Yeah, that's, you our, know. that's our companion podcast mm-hmm. we're starting. Because those were oh, the two VHS. We're going to need a bigger something. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> uh, Cameron, how you doing? Since yesterday, I'm doing well. How about you? Was it yesterday or the day before? It was yesterday. It, my days are running together. It feels I'm, like yesterday. It does. I'm, I'm getting uh, everything's running together because I'm so close to our Halloween party and just Halloween in general. Trying it's to put a costume together. It's going to be a pretty spoopy costume. It's going to be a little spoopy, a little creppy. <laughs> uh, well, good. Gentlemen, how have you been? Been all right. Yeah? Been busy. 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 Super busy. This is your busy season. It, it is. It's, a, a lot of yeah. other things outside of just mm-hmm. doing masks have happened, mm-hmm. which is kind of, you know, it's been interesting. <laughs> you had a baby. No. No. <laughs> he, put, he put a stop. No. <laughs> I did no, not no, at no, we, all. Moved. Okay. So, like, right at the beginning of October, like, right after uh, Mm -hmm. Mask Fest. So that has taken up a lot of time. Holy crap, yeah. Then we're waiting on materials. Yeah. So we're, yeah, it's it's been an interesting October. Right on. (laughs) Uh, Well, what's going on? Let's talk a little news. Yeah. You got a couple of items. (laughs) So how about ISIS, guys? I mean, it's getting pretty serious. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
That's uh, where Archer works, right? That's getting serious? <laughs> yep. Um, I don't watch real news. <laughs> it's no. too scary. <laughs> it's it's too depressing. spoopy. Uh, Although, I will say this. I did watch the real news for a split second last night, and I found out that the guys who do Cinema Sins are from Nashville. Are they really? I had no idea. Are they in Nashville? They are in Nashville. Yeah. Oh, well, you should probably find out about that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. What is Cinema Sins? Oh, well, I didn't. It's Please well. leave. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's a pretty. I mean, it started off you pretty. You call yourself like, a I pop guess, culturist. <laughs> they, just basically, guys just sit around and pick apart really popular movies with a with a sin count about how many flaws they can find in the movies. And oh, it's all done in a gotcha, video where it's like gotcha. got a little timer and ding, ding, ding for yeah, every yeah, single yeah. thing wrong. Well, what I like about CinemaSins, say there's like a, a really bad pop culture movie that you really, you're kind of interested in watching mm-hmm. it, but, but you, you don't really want to sit through it. Say, yeah. say you're like, yeah, Chucky, but you don't really want to watch it. Mm-hmm. You watch the CinemaSins and it pretty much gives you like a 10 to 20 minute version of the movie that's pretty much accurate and just kind of tells you all the shit that's wrong with it, which is pretty much the best parts of the movie. Okay. So it, that's one of the nice things about it. Oh, I did that for a minute. Except Chucky Spider-Man is a good too. movie though. He's, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Child's Play is a great film. <laughs> Scott likes it. Figure. Scott <laughs> likes it. I like Charles play. Uh, speaking of movies, segue. Uh, Marvel made a move last night. Somebody leaked their, their Avengers 2 trailer. Do you ever have said, a theory that they Yes, I think it? they did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I totally think they did. Strategic leaking. Strategery. They gave themselves some <laughs> X-Lax. Yes. And leaked a little. Yeah, yeah a little Lestra stuff was going on. Do you ever eat those chips? No. Get the butt leaks? <laughs> no, it was. It came out pretty quickly that that's what was. Yeah, it did. It came down. out really quick. <laughs> yeah, they, do they still make those? No. I don't oh, think okay. so. Yeah, they gave <laughs> no, that. I'm just saying, no. no. <laughs> Believe me, I think about them every day. <laughs> They were have, delicious. Have your old Lester chips and some Sanka. <laughs> and a Surge. Yeah. <laughs> All around the, well, I, my heard, three I heard Doritos. a rumor that they're bringing Surge back. I don't know it if it's is true back. Is it yeah. already back? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, you can get them on Amazon exclusively. I used to drink a lot of Surge. I was, was going to say, they've probably already taken it off the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> they, it's back and it's gone. They did that vault <laughs> drink for a while. That was kind of similar It was close, but yeah. not. It wasn't quite as green. It wasn't quite as, like, It wasn't quite as, like, glowing mutagen. Yeah, it wasn't quite as green. If they don't bring back Ecto Cooler in the next five years, there is no hope for this country. I've I've read a lot of Obama. I've read a lot of recipes and I've read a lot of you know different things. Nothing gets close to the real deal Ecto Cooler. I remember Ecto Cooler. I mean, I I can still taste it back in the eighties, back in the late eighties, early nineties. That was that was pretty good. I mean. Yeah. It was the best. <laughs> uh, with this new Ghostbusters movie coming out, they will probably do it, though. I would imagine. I can see that. There's they did Krispy Kreme this year. Have you guys had the, the, the Ghostbuster Krispy Kreme donut? Uh-uh. Uh, I'm dying to have it. <laughs> if I don't get it by the end of the season... I'm, sounds sounds like we're going to cut this podcast short. Yeah. yeah. I think we should no, probably we just, it's just mobile. pick it back it's, up. Yeah, pick it's it back up. It's mobile cast. We'll do yeah, mobile yeah. cast. Holy shit, let's go. We should do one um, of those. Yeah. We should, this would be a good Go one. to Donut Country at like 3 in the morning and do and a just podcast. Just set, set up it Guess for a which podcast? donut I'm eating by the yes. sound of the jelly in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to splat it on the mic a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to splat it on... Oh, that's really bad. Yeah. Uh... Anyway, Marvel. Marvel. Avengers oh, yeah, 2 trailer. Yeah, that's yeah, this is weird. Whatever. Uh, Avengers 2 trailer's out now. Age of Balto. Age... <laughs> Uh, we're going to watch it, and then we're going to come back and talk about it. Okay. Okay, goodbye. There are no strings on me. As Avengers 2, Age of Balto. <laughs> Did you say that before we went off, or did you... I couldn't remember. You dreamed that. You've never been said. I am. So I don't know whether or not I just biffed it and repeated what you said, or make it sound like I have an original joke for once. Butthead. Mm, I'm not gonna... gonna Whatever, man. The thing for you. Man, I like that trailer. Yeah. It it looks like more... More... uh, Good madness. Mm -hmm. Good madness? Good madness. Or badness. Good badness. I don't know what you said. Yeah, me neither. It's fine. <laughs> said he likes a woman named Agnes. Yeah, yeah. 
No, it looked good. I like the darker vibe of the of the trailer. I like Ultron a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like, like Voltron too. <laughs> I, did, I, I said I said it when we had the thing turned off, mm-hmm. so I had to just bring it back. Sorry. Yes, <laughs> bring it bring it full circle. <laughs> bring bring it bring it back again. Uh, James Page is a pretty good choice, I think, yeah. even if it's just his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I yeah I dig that we get both looks of Ultron, like we get the original yeah. look and then the mm-hmm. updated look. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hulkbuster armor. Yeah. That's yeah, I'm, I'm like excited that, about that. I'm that. glad. That when they teased it in Iron Man 3, I was really scared that they were just kind of teasing us and not really going to give it to us anytime soon. So it's nice to see that they're going to follow through with it. Ever since that first concept art of like, oh, yeah. just Hulk and Hulk, the yep. Hulkbuster armor coming together, I thought that was great. I'm really, um, uh, I'm really happy as well that they've they've changed the Avengers uh, Captain America suit because I really yeah. just didn't like it. It looked too much like a costume it like yeah. i really liked the first avenger outfit that was based more on the actual soldier gear you know mm-hmm. world war ii it almost looks like they've taken all aspects of the first avenger uh the avengers and uh winter soldier and kind of integrated them all into one suit which is actually really nice so i'm right. happy that they did that so they just recently announced that they're gonna do civil war as a storyline and i have a feeling that i, I from what i've heard is that Tony Stark creates Ultron now and that I would imagine this is in preparation for Civil War where he's trying to say listen we don't need to be out there let's let something else take care of this for us Hmm. and putting Ultron out there but it's going to bite him in the Mm -hmm. ass Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you can't make a small robot man no man because then they turn on you then they 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 fucking get James Spader voice Grabless James Skater voice. James Skater voice. James Skater. They start, they start doing ollies all over the heroes, and then what? <laughs> Punk music ensues. <laughs> What's missing from this trailer? The vision. Yeah. The vision is missing. I want to know where he's at. There's vision, but there's not the, the vision. vision. Yes. Uh, I kind of like Quicksilver and Scarlet, and Scarlet. Witch so, mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what they're going to do. They're not calling them mutants because they can't. Yeah, <laughs> miracles in humans. I hear that. Yeah, that's what I've heard. They're gonna do an Inhumans movie, and that this is leading up to that. Marvel's getting weird. Yeah, but I like it. I got a whole lot. Yep. <sighs> Let's watch this other one. What do you think? Insidious. Insidious. Insidious three. Quattro. No. Quattro. Trace. No. Oh, you fucked Quattro's up. Coming bro. later. <laughs> anyway, we'll be right yeah. back. And we're back. <laughs> Man, magic. <laughs> magic of radio, man. Uh, I think... Uh, here's the thing. I really like the first Insidious. I kind of really like the second Insidious. This one looks like a turd. Yeah. This one looks like a great big old yeah. turd. If I'm if I'm judging it on the two minutes and ten seconds I just saw, turd. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not one for the paranormal movies that are just starting to repeat themselves oh. it's all the same jump scares and same old stuff but i i did too i like i like the first insidious and i like the second be, i like the second just as an extension of the first it kind of gave you a little bit of more a little more background i mean if it's all one if it if you watch it as all one movie it it works really mm-hmm. well like back to back it's perfect yeah this one here it just it seems like if you didn't if you didn't watch the begin or if you didn't know it was an, ins- an insidious trailer, you wouldn't have known what you were watching. Right. It would have just been another mm-hmm. yeah. paranormal Which ghost movie. I think maybe it's a prequel. Hmm. It's at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. taking it back to the beginning. beginning and Which has James excited. All right, yeah. Clearly. Because I remember the first one really well. That's the one that has the, the Darth Maul looking yeah. thing and yep. it's got the Tiny Tim song. Yeah, yeah I kind of remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the second one? No. no. Yeah. <laughs> James has zero interest. <laughs> The second one does not have it's not much of a standalone film. No. But it does play well off the first. But yeah, the first one's definitely got the spotlight, I'd say. Yeah. So I don't know, man. What do you think? I don't have much to say about this because <laughs> I haven't seen the first one. I need you to go away forever, Cameron. <laughs> Why do we do this show together? <laughs> God. It's all, it's it's all fodder you guys, for you. haven't seen that? That's yeah. the only reason I'm not watching these movies. I thought you I guys knew. had like a buddy cop dynamic. I thought that was the whole point. Of I the guess. Show. Yeah, yeah. It's like the odd Fats couple. in the thin man. It's, well, it's, it's all these things that you've grown up with that I've just never seen. I don't care, Cameron. It's, it's I just the don't care. <laughs> You're older than me. Yeah. Go watch some shit. I'm way older. Not really. Sounds like James like and I have conversations like all the time. 
Is James, it? James will be like, yeah, man, uh, you watched that, right? And I'm like, no, man, I wasn't born yet. And I'm like, oh, well, you don't know what you're missing, man. It's good shit. You, you watch Power Rangers. Fuck that shit. You watch Three Ninjas. <laughs> they kicked back, dude. Yeah, yeah, see? Cameron's got it. Or we'll have a discussion about him. And it's like, well, maybe I'm. Maybe it's because I'm getting close to 35. Just I just don't anymore. care anymore. Just, whatever. I'm jaded now. I've just I lost all hope and interest. <laughs> Well, yeah, this, like you were saying about this glut of paranormal movies, they're just not good. Annabelle was a turd. Mm. But, real bad. Uh, but they're making money, right? Yeah, they're always going yeah, to. Well, there as you long go. as they I mean, release them around Halloween. Until they stop. Yeah. Ouija looks <laughs> totally just jump scares. It's all Ouija it's all it looks. <laughs> yes, so Ouija bad. looks the Is most that like bad. Jumanji? Yeah. Pretty much. Yep. It, it's essentially just yeah. Jumanji without monkeys. Sweet. How, how do you know? Uh, I don't. You're right. <laughs> no way. Jumanji with lots of monkeys. <laughs> Jumanji with more monkeys than there yeah, should that, be. Yeah, because that was the scary part of Jumanji. So was the monkeys? They just, maybe they just. It was horrible it, CGI monkeys. Yeah. Um, why do they use real monkeys? They had an animal budget on that movie, didn't they? Isn't that wasn't that a common thing in the inception of CG? Was like uh, bad faces on monkeys? Yes. That and uh, just babies making CG out. animals. Did you just say babies day out? <laughs> <laughs> Remember that one? Was that the one with the uh, the gorilla? Yeah, the gorilla. Yeah, the baby just runs amok. Yep, yeah. on on, uh, on Joe Montana <laughs> and and his, his accomplices. I don't remember the other two. <laughs> I think I read the novel novelization of that <laughs> when I was like ten. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing you've ever said. You read the novelization of Baby Day. <laughs> he wrote a paper on it. <laughs> the thing is, I, I think it's like final. We had this thing in our in our fourth grade room where, like, you read a. Are you serious? No, you, you, you seriously it. did. I don't know if I wrote anything on it, but I did put a star on the board once I finished the book. Oh my God. You know Baby the other novelization out. I read? Let's hear it. Uh, honey, I blew up the kid. <laughs> <laughs> the book was so much better. Yeah, so much better than it. It had so much more depth. Oh, yeah. You find out why, like really why. You really you get you get much deeper into Auntie's life and how he was abused as a small ant, and that's why he was so so scared of them. Oh right. Jesus! Well, that's that's the best moment ever on on forty eight episodes of the podcast. Yes, yes. You having read the novelization of Wait a Baby's Day? Did you, did you say you it was Honey I blew up the baby? Was that the Honey one? I blew up the kid? Okay, oh, isn't, isn't that the, the one where they yeah. made the the kid? Lunch? Yeah, where the kid. Yeah. So yeah. basically, the novelizations read are about infants in peril. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had infants in peril thing going on here. Strangely enough, I like that. I don't know why. <laughs> Best show ever. But tell me, was was Big Bunny said as much in the novel as it was in the movie? I do not remember. Uh, Beyond that, I do not remember. Big Bunny. Big Bunny. Wow. Well, so was it Marvel or NC? What were we talking about? It doesn't matter. There, one looks good, one looks bad. That's all the news this week. That's all I really want to talk about. All right. Uh, So we're gonna take a break and come back and talk about Uncanny Valley. Goodbye. A table full of masks. Full of masks. We're here with Uncanny Valley Productions. Mask makers. Making a lot of noise here. Making mask a lot of noise. Mask makers. Make me a mask. Uh, this is incredible. We are surrounded by some of the coolest masks ever. And some Uncanny Valley pieces, too. <laughs> <laughs> See what you did. Uh, so I guess what, what the audience doesn't know is that Cameron and I, we did a video profile. Yep. Uh, and Which you we could appreciate see, very much. Yeah, well, it was our pleasure, for sure. And uh, you can see part of that now. Yeah, there's like a yep. little... It's called Uncanny Valley for Mask Fest, if you yeah. search it on YouTube. Right. But little, it's just it's like a little sampling of the video. The video itself is probably going to be more like seven minutes. Right. Okay. Five to seven minutes. But, um, but you know, we wanted to have y'all on the show so our, our audience could get a, a little bit uh, more before the rest of that video comes out. Uh, so I guess let's kind of... 
break it down a little bit, I mean, you're both horror fans, right? Yep. Absolutely. Where did yeah. that, I mean, did that start in childhood for both of you? You want to go, Scott? I'll, I'll find yeah, talk yeah. about it. All right, yeah. <laughs> it, it started me and James me. know now after the video. It's like whenever it comes to a question, we're going to like talk over each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take this one. Um, well, for me, uh, it did start out in childhood. I think I was young at the right time that the whole VHS beta thing was mm-hmm. kind of starting yeah, out. Sure. And that's one of the biggest sellers in like your local mom and pop video stores were all these uh, weird kind of horror films that mm-hmm. I, I think it felt like it was like before like rating systems were even like properly in effect because i remember seeing some really messed up films as a kid <laughs> mm-hmm. but of course i saw all the all the staples you know uh friday the 13th nightmare on mm-hmm. street halloween all of those texas chainsaw massacre um all you know before my age was hitting double digits um, <laughs> yeah yeah so i i was very uh very much exposed to all of that at a very early age and it obviously mm-hmm. uh made a very big impact so right <laughs> and my mom loved horror movies when i was a kid she she's what got me into it i mean even if she hadn't let me watch them at a young age and I, it's it's in my blood because she was so into horror films going to haunted houses setting up for halloween uh but she would she'd watch them a lot when i was four or five years old and i'd beg and beg and beg to watch them and she'd tell me no at first but i guess i just got on her nerves enough to yeah. where she finally was just like okay fine watch it have nightmares whatever kid <laughs> but i would watch them with her and i'd get scared but then eventually i just built immunity to it and almost thought of them thought of horror slashers like friends you know with dolls and action figures and i think probably what you counseling what you did was was pulled a uh a danny um torrent of danny torrent yeah like yeah watch mother and and she was kind of freaked out whatever kid yeah (laughs) just don't do what you see in the movies man It's not like real life. Today. It's <laughs> yeah. just like pictures yep. in a movie. Is that, is that, I can't remember how the voice goes. It's not like it's it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's that voice that I think every kid does. I'm I'm pretty sure I did it as all, a child. all kids. Yeah. Um, so I mean, did you got so the, the I mean the masks that you create are kind of unlike anything that anybody else is doing right now, um, as as far as we've seen, and I'm sure that you guys have experienced. Uh, they are did, formed through a vacuum. Um, did, when, growing up, I mean, did you guys have Ben Cooper style masks? Did you have Collegeville? I mean, where did where did the the interest for this style of mask come from? Well, part of us actually making these kind of masks, mm-hmm. of course, we like them. And I did have you know like plastic masks yeah. myself as a kid growing up. You know, you just buy kind of mm-hmm. like the cheap costumes at like Walgreens or whatever. Sure. Um, of course, they would always end up getting destroyed. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I did, and I like them. Um, one thing, when we kind of started, we had, like, no budget, and Scott already had a vacuformer from his days of, like, doing hockey masks. And so we were like, well, what can we do and be creative with this and just, you know, use what we've got to make something different? And so we kind of started working on, you know, bringing back plastic masks you know just mm-hmm. into kind of the independent market and that's basically what it's built on mm-hmm. so scott i mean i know you have uh, done like special effects work and i mean you've worked done a little bit of film work did your interest start there or did it start with the hockey masks i mean where did it where did it uh, the mask making kind of start for you i think that i just really enjoyed i mean I, obviously horror films as a kid but i think it, i was drawn to the ones that featured a killer with a mask sure. so like the Myers and Jason Leatherface uh, and I think that I just always liked making masks I would I remember making paper plate masks making paper mache masks uh, and then it got to a point where I would convert masks as a kid I would buy cheap masks from Party City and Halloween stores and just take something that looked nothing like what it was supposed to look like and do an okay job at making it look pretty representational of the Hmm. character by either cutting it up and stitching it or painting it a different way and then eventually just wanted to make them myself can you remember any masks that you did that with like offhand uh curious well i remember i remember being really into slipknot like every other middle schooler (laughs) uh but i'd uh I'd wanted, I wanted. I was going to be Corey Taylor for Halloween sure. one year when I was maybe just the ultimate name or for a metal frontman. Oh yeah, <laughs> Corey Taylor. I mean, it doesn't have the, the Eddie Vedder, you know. <laughs> so Eddie Vedder mask. Eddie Vedder. <laughs> yeah, that was that was when Slipknot was. Or Kurt Cobain. Uh, Kurt Cobain stole my crickets. Yikes! Sorry, <laughs> sorry for that. But anyway, yeah. 
dry my eyes a little bit. Uh, yeah, that that was when Slipknot was really starting to get popular, and there weren't any, there wasn't Slipknot merchandise really as far as masks go. So I, I remember taking the the Don Post Leatherface mask that was Ow. from uh, the Next Generation, and I had taken that and took the wig off, took rope, and like made it made dreads for it, put some like custom straps and stuff on, and it, it looked pretty decent. I remember that being kind of the first jump into customizing and doing my own thing rather than just taking the crap that I would be given from from Party City at the time because it really made that it really made that gap from the 70s and 80s of producing quality work from Don Post and sure. Topstone and Distortion and they got into the early 90s where they just really weren't producing the same quality which kind of alludes to our masks now we're kind of doing a throwback to that old school vibe when they were doing really nice work and you know trying to please the fans with the sculpts and the paint jobs sure uh, James, I know you've done some some bust work and, and some sculpture work with mm-hmm. Friday Thirteenth and Scott. I mean, you did hockey mask. I mean, is that how you guys met and, and got together, or how, how did the, how did it happen? Well, we we met at um, it was the um, full moon. Um, what was it? Full moon tattoo, tattoo and horror. horror. The one done by Lone Wolf. And, and I'm yeah, trying to sure. think of trying to think of what year was that? That was uh, I, we talked about that this was, the other it was day. like oh seven or oh eight. I think it was oh eight or oh nine. It was either oh eight or oh nine. But we we ran into each other. Scott actually had a booth where he was like selling some of his hockey masks, and uh, I saw that he had some like latex busts, and uh, one of them was this one called the Mangler, which is a second generation recast of the Friday the Thirteenth Part Four makeup. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I think that one, pro- that one yeah, yeah I think you, I brought yeah. it that one time yeah that like and I saw that Scott had a production copy of it and I had like a few years back got like the protocopy that they actually photographed for Fangoria which oh, was wow. like yeah it's like my pride and joy like collection mm-hmm. piece and uh, I saw that he had it and I'd never seen another one and so I started talking to him found out that he was on like the Night Owl forum. Sure. Which, you know, like, the Night Owl Forum at that time was, like, yeah. the place to, like, you know, talk about. Yeah, it was, like, the hub of, like, one of the hubs. Aside from HMA, like, outside of the mm-hmm. Halloween Mask Association, which is, like, the hub, Night Owl would basically be the place you'd go for slashers. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's where we, you know, we kind of realized we were both there, and then we just kept in contact, and yeah. then we just... This is while James was working on the run, and right. uh, the run of his bust, and I yeah. offered to come up and photograph it for him a couple times, and... Yeah, it showed him that I was, like, working on this piece, which eventually became the His Unlucky Day bust, and uh, I just showed him photos of it, and he's like, oh, I'm really interested. If you ever make that, sell it to me, and all this other stuff, and yeah, and so then after that, we kind of became friends once I had, you know, like, finished it, and we, you know, kept contact, and then... Which is still very popular. As a matter of fact, I, uh, last yeah, night let's not I, talk about that. Last night anymore. I got a message Shh. from someone offering to buy mine. Yeah, and I'm, it's still yeah, very please. very popular piece. Yeah, no. The no, Jason no bus is actually where I heard about you first because through really? our our uh, our mutual friend Philip, Philip Maloney, yeah. Philip Maloney, yeah. who who was like, yeah, I know this guy. <laughs> this was like before I knew Mike even. Oh and, wow. Um, <clears throat> he was just like I was. I was thinking about doing the short film and it needed some effects and uh philip was like oh well i know this guy that does these jason buzz and he might know something about it so that was that was definitely interesting and that's actually how i <laughs> really introduced myself to russ was uh yeah we had also friend of the show we had yeah. we had a sculpture class together but i this was when i was pretty low in it in in class like maybe my first or second level and he was a little <laughs> bit ahead of me but uh, I'd seen the video that y'all did together about the zombie filmmakers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'd always, because Russ is such a such a cool guy, and I'd always wanted to be like, hey, man, I want to be your friend, but didn't want to say that I wanted to be your So one day I was like, hey, man, uh, a friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine named James worked on a video with you. He goes, oh, yeah, you know James, man? I, that, that guy makes masks and stuff, man. He makes <laughs> And that's how we that's got the best Russ. And that's how we got. To, I do. I do a Russ every day, man. If I'm really excited about something, the Russ voice comes out. I can help. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's how I ended up meeting Russ, and it's just this whole this whole uh, friendship interconnected. Between us all. Yeah, wow. yeah. I need to repost that one on the bigger show page. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Zombie yeah. filmmakers. Yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah, and that was how I that, first met yeah, you. Yeah, that's how yep. I first met you, Mike. That's right. And I'm doing zombie <laughs> makeup, and then James shows up in makeup, <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I just do this myself. I I, I just do it, you know, it's just like a hobby. Uh, and, I'm, and it's and it's an incredible one of the most incredible <laughs> just alcohol paint makeups I've ever seen. Uh, uh, and you, you said that you had 
you had put it on at home, of course. <laughs> drove home. Yeah. didn't it yeah. take you like an hour or something ridiculous it, to it, put it, it on yeah it took me a little while to, to get i mean i don't even remember now it's been so long but it took me a little while just because i was trying to get the colors just right and i you know mm-hmm. i just layered it up built it up translucent all this other crap and then i drove by yeah in full zombie makeup with yeah. you know teeth discolored <laughs> and everything yeah. like that so i think <laughs> we even had like mouth black in that one for yeah, yeah 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 yeah, the, yeah. The, the it was a lot of fun yeah. <laughs> so I mean where did the idea it was it wasn't originally Uncanny Valley it was Pareidolia right Pareidolia is what I was calling myself mm-hmm. so, when okay. I was doing the His Unlucky Day bust mm-hmm. okay and th- like Pareidolia just never went beyond that okay. and then when me and Scott decided to partner up and join forces we were trying to think of a whole new identity and name mm-hmm. to call it and that's how Uncanny Valley came and we about. didn't want a name that was kind of cliche like Okay, we do masks and horror-related items, but we don't want to be bloody something. Right, like horror scare this. Scare yeah, yeah. We wanted to do something that was going to still kind of be within that, that you spectrum. Wanna, you didn't want to be hashtag spoopy masks. Yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> we wanted something a little more abstract, because we're artsy-fartsy like that. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, for those who don't know, what does Uncanny Valley refer to? Take it, James. <sighs> well, I'm really glad you asked that. Um, basically, Uncanny Valley... Cue um, the bossa nova... <laughs> do, 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 it's a type of salad dressing that we really enjoy. Uncanny Valley. <laughs> that, I don't know. Perfect balance and blend of different flavors. Just the uncanny taste that... No, no, um, <laughs> no Uncanny Valley, uh, it basically... It, it deals with anything... Just, just to kind of truncate it, anything that gets close to a representational human form but isn't quite representational. Like when you get to that hyper-realistic point... Um, but there's no life in it, like there's no life in the eyes, that sort of thing, that's right when you reach that uncanny valley point. It's It looks real, but it's not alive. Think of like a wax figure or a mannequin. or like Because it mainly talks about robotics, but I mean, that's where the term uncanny valley came to be, was in you know robotics and humanoid robots. But it exists way before that. And one of the oldest examples, obviously, is masks, like something that conceals the face and just kind of hides that aspect of humanity. So that's roughly in a nutshell what uncanny valley means i agree <laughs> so it's something like a mask it like resembles a, a human face but right. it's not quite there so it just which, it which makes you feel makes uneasy. creepy yeah. yeah that just yeah that just just one degree away from just being human just having that that kind of life to it yeah so you, you we talked a little bit earlier about you know well you had the vacuum former at your disposal. Mm-hmm. You kind of thought, okay, this is the type of mask that we can do. Mm-hmm. Where did you start to decide? Well, this is going to be our first mask, or, or this, you know, this is this is how we want to start. Well, um, the way we started, um, I think. Well, we both, each of us did a mask, just kind of practicing on our own before we like completely mm-hmm. joined forces. Scott did his. Um, his his version of Casey Jones, which is which we call the high sticker, and he came up with his own kind of unique take and design on the Casey Jones, mm-hmm. and I came up with my take on uh, the Street Fighter Vega mask, mm-hmm. which I call the Desad mask, and so that was kind of where it began, and then from there we decided to join forces, and we just uh, Scott was doing a, a project. What was the project? Well, you were doing? I, I was just. I was just doing a. I, I wanted to to make a mask in class because uh, I I had actually done uh, the Casey Jones high sticker as a part of class too because I I turned it into an art piece sort of I created an environment for it where it seemed like a I had like a backdrop a, a wall with some chair rail and a dresser and things like that to make it seem as though Casey Jones had an environment but I wanted to make it a part of a piece where I could maybe make packaging and something almost to work in graphic design and sculpture okay. Uh, and at the time, also, I'd only been the only thing that I'd ever vacuum formed were hockey masks, which only have a you know a depth of maybe three four inches. Uh, so when James and I decided that we wanted to produce a product after um, the high sticker and the desod, we knew that, or at least at the time, we thought we wouldn't be able to get away with much depth. We thought we'd only be able to work flat. And when we thought flat, we thought of vintage masks, Ben okay. Cooper, Topstone, uh, those older masks like that. So we just decided, let's let's try to do something like this, old school, to kind of test out what we can do. And we both settled on the... And to, yeah, just to, to kind of elaborate on that, like when you do vacuforming, you can't have like undercuts or things mm-hmm. like that. You have to be really careful of how the plastic is going to stick on your buck. 
Um, so we decided to make things that were really flat so it would it would pull easily and we could remove it easily because we didn't know like what the limitations yep. were. So it's one of the reasons like our first couple of masks are actually really flat and then they've they've gradually gotten more three dimensional as we've gone. And we've we've uh we've we've noticed that they are flatter as we start and then as we progress they do get a lot more depth mm-hmm. but we don't want to necessarily stray away from that either so we sure. are going to continue lines of these flatter masks to kind of go better with the coffin creep and the pop monster mm-hmm. so maybe something like a mummy or these older style uh, monsters that will still fit within that flat uh that flat dimension of masks similar to the older masks that we're trying to uh, emulate but we'll still i mean we've we've pushed the om- envelope you'll see from the pop monster uh, coffin creep to the blue moon uh to our exclusive uh ex- inspector mask that we've 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 really uh we've experimented and gotten away with a lot of depth uh a lot of detail and we've we've just gotten lucky so far and we're just going to keep pushing the envelope so would you say your beginning mask you said they had about a couple of inches of depth depth mm-hmm. yeah i'd say that our our first couple masks the the pop monster and coffin creep they're probably as far as size and the depth go, they're probably the most representational, and they they allude to the classic masks. Uh, probably the probably they're they're the most, most like Ben Cooper yeah, Collegeville sure. the, of all the masks that we do. Right. So, in comparison to that, what's the deepest? That would be the inspector mask, mm-hmm. which is almost like a full face that goes back to the ears. The ears yeah. are flat. The ears are done in relief. But it, it will cover the entire face and go all the way back to your ears. Wow. So that's that's the deepest one that we've done that? by now. <laughs> with a with a wolf uh, close close behind. Right. Yeah, the, so wolf, the wolf would you say it's like four or five inches? Oh yeah. And yeah, and like James said, uh you just gotta the main thing when vacuum forming any kind of uh sculpt is that you gotta watch out for undercuts because any the the, the plastic while it's soft when forming as soon as it's uh taken shape of whatever you sculpted it's already instantly cooled and become a mold again almost Mm. so if you've got any kind of undercut or sharp angles that plastic's going to lock onto your sculpt and not free itself so as long as there's nothing there that's going to lock it in place you're good wow but we'll hopefully very soon be developing some techniques where we don't have to worry nearly as much about undercuts and we can yeah we can we can make some stuff that uh where we can go even further with what we can do with vacuum forming, sure. where we can really cover the face completely and have some very elaborate things and, which and not also, even have to uh, worry. Sorry. Uh, which will also give us sharper detail on the surface. Yeah, it'll give also. us better surface detail. Now, in talking about you know undercuts and things like that, I mean, did you were there early versions of any of the masks that you had problems with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, uh, the, the high sticker that I had done, the Casey Jones, uh-huh. I had... Uh, I'd gotten several successful pulls off of the original buck that I that I'd made, uh, but something actually went wrong in the initial molding that I had done, and it slightly warped the mask. But okay. I also didn't add nearly enough. Uh, I didn't add nearly nearly enough clay around the edges to create a nice rounded shape that would sure. allow the the plastic to release after the the form. So after I got two or three pulls from it. Uh, James and I worked on it together to to give it a little more symmetry and to just correct the mold to where right. it wouldn't get stuck. We anymore. built like a flare around the edge of it yeah. so it wouldn't like suck in on any undercuts. So I mean okay. that was really because yeah. it's a very angular mask and it's a lot easier to for it to mm-hmm. stick to the uh, to the buck. And it actually turned out too with the the Desaad masks, the the Casey Jones. We had a couple versions of that as well, but that was it didn't stick nearly as bad. But the Desaad, the reason we made several molds of it. But that was almost uh, a technique that we had seen uh, Steve Wang do with the Batman Returns armor, where he actually had sculpted the armor once in clay, molded it, uh, and then cast it again in fiberglass. Wow, okay. Sanded it to get it absolutely pristine and as smooth as possible, and then remolded that. Wow. So James and I had done that with the Desaad mask to give it as close of a smooth and just flawless finish as we could which is appropriate for the character sure yeah yeah but other than that it's just i mean there's always like challenges with all the masks i mean there's just different things you have to deal with with forming just like if we have any kind of like dips we have to worry about folds things like that so we're always coming up with solutions for different <laughs> things that we can do and then learning from those solutions that it allows us to try new techniques and make different kinds of masks that we may not have been you know we may not have thought were possible 
Uh, one of the things that I think is is really cool. I mean, you guys play really well off of each other, and and you work work really well together. What are you know each of your strengths and weaknesses? Where does one take over where the other you know might not be as strong? Okay, I'm gonna say what James is good at because I know James <laughs> isn't gonna just be like, yeah, man. James is a phenomenal sculptor. I mean, okay. he's great when it comes to clay. It's just the things that he can do in a matter of days or a week would take me months to do and might not even look nearly as good in what he's done in those short amount of, amount. I mean, it's, 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 it's really great. I mean, as soon as I had seen his work with the, his unlucky day bust, just the amount of time that he put into it. And that was just mainly because he, he wasn't going to produce the piece unless he could make it as close as possible to what he sees on screen and what to the actual screen used, uh, or the actual, the production made like the mangler, so he used, you know, he took a lot of time on it, uh, got as many reference shots as he could, and he he does it right. When he sculpts things, if he can't make it right, he's not going to do it. And that's what's wow. really great about uh, some of the masks that we produce. It's 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 not to I don't mean to toot our own horn, but James, when it comes to sculpting, if 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 he can't make it right, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Scott. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, well, S- Scott's strengths since since we're since we're taking tell this me, James. Project, yeah, uh, Scott can pretty much figure things out. He's he's very technically savvy. Um, he can take things that we have. He kind of MacGyver's things, so to speak. So he can really figure out production, make things work, put things together, and just really make things kind of happen. And uh, without Scott, I mean, we wouldn't have uh, hardly any masks at all because he's able to get everything together and make everything work. So, I mean, Scott really comes in very well in that, you know, he he helps make us a production, basically. That's where Scott comes in. Can you give me that Kleenex over there? (laughs) (laughs) But, but yeah, playing off that, once we get past that, James and I do work really well together after after sculpt, after, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, James and I have both (laughs) learned a lot molding, just a lot of molding techniques together. Mm -hmm. But uh, after sculpt and molding and then getting masks formed and trimmed, James and I work really well together painting. That's mm-hmm. one thing that I think we do come together. Yeah, we come together with. on that. And then, you know, whenever it's like, for instance, right before Mask Fest, we were both, you know, mm-hmm. working on production, you know, uh, getting all the masks painted, you know, touching things up, clean, fixing imperfections, and just really get everything together side by side. Sure. So, and, I, and we've definitely yeah. got to give a shout out to our lovely ladies as well, yeah. because <laughs> both of, uh, yeah, J- uh, Jesse and, and Haley both did yeah. a lot of work they they were working just as hard as we were that you know that last few weeks up until mask mm-hmm. fest if it was helping finish painting uh any kind of trimming uh straps well that was one anything. of the other things i wanted to mention i mean it seems like because it's a relatively small endeavor right mm-hmm. now you kind of you have to have that kind of support yes definitely to you. Yeah. and and they they really do help us a lot behind the mm-hmm. scenes too they they do they pick up a lot of slack for us you know whether it comes to like customer service and, and mm-hmm. things like that too in, in case we're busier you know we have other stuff going on so sure. they're definitely kind of the the background characters that help managers. us out a lot yeah right. basically yeah and, they, uh, <laughs> and they're and not only just managers but uh stylists stylists, stylists absolutely yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I really wish you guys could see our haircuts right now. They're pretty nice, <laughs> so local so honey. Good. But uh, yeah, you were asking about that on Facebook, right? You're like, where can I find some local honey? It's like, well, t- 2009 yeah. Belmont Boulevard, Nashville. <laughs> Shout out to local honey. What? What? <laughs> I was like, quite sure what you meant by that. I was like, well, no, you do. I was like where can sweet, I find local honey? Sweet like, dude. That's where my wife works. Oh, look, <laughs> so exactly. It's a, yeah, it's, it's called, called local honey. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I I had heard. That uh, local honey is supposed to, um, aside from make you look great, mm-hmm. um, the salon, it's, or is it a salon? It's a salon okay. and it's a vintage clothing store. Okay. Oh, wow. So yeah, it, it's great. It's it's right it's right across from Belmont. It's right next to Bongo Java. Uh, you walk in, uh, the whole downstairs, it, it's a women's shop and a men's shop, all like really great vintage clothing and jewelry and all kinds of other stuff that's there. Then you head upstairs up the, uh, the hairway to heaven, as it's called. <laughs> And uh, then you've got you've got a nice full service salon, which my wife works at, and she's uh, she's a manager of the salon, which oh. is all yes. Yeah, 
just big, big yeah. deal. This big, segment big brought deal. to you by Local Honey. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, hey, we'll just yeah. And there's there are many great stylists there. Mm-hmm. We, we've got a, a guy that specializes in men's cuts. We've got you know color specialists. We've got a lot of people that do a lot of great work. So yeah, head there, uh, head there who, if you're ever in. If in I want to get it, fro- if I want to get my stuff frosted, like who am I talking to? Uh, we well, might have to go back cuts? in time about ten years ago. I want to get it gelled and frosted. Put some sun in. Um, but local honey itself, the actual honey, is oh, supposed, okay. to, supposed to be good for your allergies or something. Okay, I thought you were I, talking about this story. Never mind. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying uh, I'm I'm glad it's as good as it is. But I'm just saying that I, I've heard. But I'm saying that I also need local honey. Yeah, for real, I though, I still need, need that like, local Literally, I need local honey. I need honey, honey that I, was made no here. No one helped me. Um, I still need to find that because my allergies I went all the way to local honey and they didn't have any honey. Yeah, I was yeah. really upset. <laughs> He said, I'm going to take this up with James on the next podcast. <laughs> Let me tell you, the Ultron's going to be a badass villain. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, me, and, like me and Scott, we really help each other out. <laughs> the novelization of, <laughs> of the local honey. <laughs> Uh, the novelization of three men and a baby. <laughs> if only. And see, and if you read the book, you do know that that that, that that's actually a ghost in the window. It's, it's, it's in the book. You yeah. just yeah, have to yeah, read yeah. it. Yeah, and that's that's part of the backstory Wonderful. in the novel. Uh, <sighs> so, the in so I mean a lot of the stuff. Well, I shouldn't say a lot, but there are a, a few that I mean. You know, you talked about it with the, the high sticker and the Desaad and the II Captain um, mm-hmm. and the new. Uh, brother Louis, is it yeah, guy? brother yeah, Louis. Brother that's Louis. it. Um, the, I mean, these are you know, and even the vampire and the inspector. Um, these are coming from you know, uh, li- licensed items. Do you guys? I mean, what do you? Well, how do you how do you handle that kind of thing? The um, the inspector and the vava of a vamp. Uh, well, inspector. I mean, that's that's Plan Nine from Outer Space, which domain? is okay. public domain. Um, I did not know that. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so air it on the show if you ever want yeah, to. Man. Yeah, put yeah, it on the website. Put I mean, it's all right. music on. Vava Va Vamp. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the deal with anything that has licensing or might be part of an estate, mm-hmm. um, we don't really call it by any sort of sure. name or what it's based on. And not to mention, we're such a small potatoes company right. that. Um, if any licensing entity were to like say like hey you guys need to stop we would stop yeah. but they're not going to like go after us or sue us because literally the the cost for them to hire a lawyer would be exponentially many times more right. than any profits we've made right. because we do things on such small scale sure so and a lot of the like the indie hobby a lot of it is based on just doing replicas yeah. of stuff but right. it's it's your own sculpture and it's your own take and you're not calling it this, you know, franchise character or right, from this movie. Right. So it's it's just kind of your own interpretation based off of it. Sure. And the replicas that we do choose to to produce as well are are things that aren't necessarily as popular or there aren't maybe as many like we wouldn't make uh things that are plentiful available in costume right, shops right. right off the bat like I mean, a Jason mask yeah you know I, mean, <laughs> I didn't mean that sarcastic I've never made oh, one no, of those like in my Jason life Jason mask yeah that came off really catty yeah, damn Jesus. <laughs> well, let's get, get serious five? now yeah <laughs> fucking gloves are off guys yeah. <laughs> this is an indictment but I mean I yeah, should have used a different example I mean when it you know just <laughs> pop culture stuff I mean it's what the kids want so you know yeah. you throw them a bone every now and like then like a Michael Myers clown mask <laughs> right yeah I mean you know Whoa, what are you kid- talking Michael Myers clown mask we didn't <laughs> some- make anything like that <laughs> some kids might be interested in some kind of a clown mask that yeah I don't know where I'm going with this but well yeah. I, I think we should talk about that one though because it's something you guys put a lot of work into we uh our brother Louie yeah, yeah. The, the brother Louie mask that we that we are soon to be producing we just we stared at our TV for a long time getting that ready. I'll just say that. Yeah, the thing about uh, doing a replica of that, there are no behind-the-scenes <laughs> photos of it, none whatsoever, no clear shots. Literally, what you see in the opening part of the movie is all that there is. Sure. As far as most people, I mean, I'm sure there might be some people that might know more about it, but as far as what the internet will show you, um, no one knows where the mask came from, what it's based on. Um, or anything, but wow. what we do know is it, it's probably some kind of like a, a plastic. More than likely, mm-hmm. we're guessing like a top stone or maybe a top stone ripoff of a uh, plastic Lou Jacobs mask. 
and they took it and they kind of like modified it or it appears to be we've found because in our research before doing the mask uh we didn't just tackle a sculpt of what we saw on tv we we did a lot of research of vintage clown masks from the 50s 60s 70s and we we came. Cl- we found. We found one mask. Uh, came very close to. Yeah. When when we looked it up on eBay, like we were convinced. Oh, this is it. Until one, we got from it. From one yeah. photo. And then we looked mm-hmm. at it and we're like, eh, but it's no. still very yeah. close to what was used. Yeah. Stylistically. Stylist. Yeah. And if whatever mask was used was very similar to the mask with mm-hmm. you know, minor differences, but we just. I have a theory, and this is strictly a theory, uh, that. It's what's going it's, going back to the going back to podcast. The, going back, yeah. Oh, have I have I talked about this a little bit? No, I th- he's he's got a theory. Oh, okay. Scott's got a theory. Yeah, going back to the ha- yeah, back about, to the Halloween about, oh, first Halloween, Halloween movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we okay. talked about this. Uh, it's it's widely known that uh, when Tommy Lee Wallace and uh, Deborah Hill, while in production for Halloween, they they went to a Hollywood costume shop mm-hmm. looking for the mask that Michael Myers was going to wear in the film. And they knew they just wanted something blank and emotionless, which is what James and I were actually talking about a bit yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it James Enzer? Yeah, we're talking about James Enzer and how he's like a, a huge um, influence, probably on, on John Carpenter, to come up with the overall look of uh, Michael Myers. But anyway. Anyway, uh, yeah, so they knew they wanted something either blank or just some kind of stark face, but... They ended up uh, coming across two masks, one obviously being the 1975 Don Post Captain Kirk mask, Mm -hmm. just due to the blank face, and another that's the only thing that's been confirmed is a clown mask. It's never been officially confirmed. I mean... Tom Lee like, Wallace yeah. and several other will change their stories from here and there, but right, it, yeah, depending it's on who's from talking. Like Emmett Kelly, Emmett yeah, Kelly, Lou is, Jacobs, is, is the those popular are the only two names. Yeah, is, is the popular um, and, uh, theory that it was it was an Emmett Kelly mask that they were going to use, but yeah, apparently it's not for certain that it was Emmett. Yeah, Kelly. it's not for certain, and also and and when you describe whenever whenever Tom Lee Wallace describes the mask, he usually says things like uh, he had a blue smile, and he said a re- he said a red and blue smile, but the main thing that he always stays consistent with is usually a blue smile, and he even said at one point that it had a, a big red nose, and that it possibly had a cigar in the mouth that they had to cut away. And one of my, th- this is where my theory comes into play, I have, an, I have it in my head that it's possible that they used or they, they selected the Captain Kirk and that plastic clown mask yeah. for Michael to wear in the film. Sure. And if you see the scene where Young Myers is wearing the mask, you see that it's much too big for his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you see the mouth slit, where the opening is, that's you, know, you can see the bottom of his chin. Mm-hmm. So there's still two or three inches of the mask chin that go to, like to the bottom of his neck. Wow. So what I'm, I would assume that they had a mask that possibly had a cigar in the mouth of a, some kind of plastic mask that they might have cut off, and that's why that, that that's why the mask has a separate jaw. Oh that wow! Okay, is you know either because they had to remove a cigar or they had to cut it in half and reattach it to fit a smaller face sure and i think that halloween at the time was a movie that they had a really low budget for so i don't think they necessarily would have bought two masks just to toss one away so i think that they could have very well recycled the mask for the young meyer scene which they did film that scene at the very end of production the opening scene so Mm -hmm. they might have said well let's just use it at the end and put it on him as a kid so wow Interesting. Yeah. Again, just so, a theory. theory. It's just a yeah. fun, sure. a fun it's, idea it's, that it's, I have. It's Scott's, it's Scott's new theory, and yeah. he thinks that the uh, the coveralls were probably light pink. By yeah. the way, it's just camera tricks. No, I don't that think that. That's confirmed. Yes. You go online. <laughs> it's not. It's never brought up online what the coveralls were, but you know. Right. I yeah. Just, hot pink. <laughs> hot pink is what he's going with. I mean, they they, they just use a blue filter throughout. And it's just Common how practice. it turned out. Yeah. I mean. So. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, Ultron's gonna be a yes, yeah. right? Hell of a thing. Um, so in, in you know, you guys start working together, coming up with these different designs. Then, I mean, what's taking it to the next level? Was Mask Fest kind of your way of being like, all right, we need to we need to mm-hmm. get this out there and see how Ma- Mask Fest was kind of like our official yeah, debut. It basically, was, it was definitely it was like a your debutante ball. That's it right, really it was. was. I had it really was. Everything. Came down the stairs and yep. like. I, I cried a lot. I got drunk and then woke up the next morning and 
had a lot of embarrassing texts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Todd's hotel room. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, but tell us, I mean, just a little bit about you know gearing up for that, and then the actual actually it was Ken Furry, and Ken <laughs> Furry had a tangerine speedo on. So yeah, if you ki- if you kids get that, then. Uh, you uh, you know your '80s movies. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just tell us a little bit about getting ready for Mass Effect and then the actual experience itself. I mean, well, for about three weeks straight, we didn't socialize, we didn't go anywhere, we um, didn't sleep a lot, and we just spent a lot of time uh, forming, painting, finishing, fixing all kinds of stuff, ordering extra plastic, and it was all the way down to the wire. We were doing touch-ups and finishing work. Um, all night before we got until we like loaded up our van and drove all the way up to mask fest um slept on the way uh, yeah, other people could. drove you know i mean you know <laughs> not one of them my, my wife robot. drove yeah yeah we, we yeah we, we used a google car we we talked to google they gave us yeah. a car and we slept all the way up to indianapolis nice um mask fest uh was great because I've been meaning to even ask why all your masks had google glass yeah <laughs> that's kind of weird but yeah the google car actually went into the building so you can see our booth yeah and it's the google right car made half office. of the masks for us it's <laughs> right you have no idea how great this stuff is <sighs> but mask fest it was it was the highlight of of i mean we've we've been together a short year but we've done we like to think that we've we've worked hard over the past year and we've sure. We've done okay as far as producing uh, the catalog, uh, but Mask Fest was the highlight. It it, well, yeah, it, it was, really gave it us great. it gave us a chance to get uh, feedback to really see in the flesh what people thought of our masks. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to and we I mean we you know we did well. We sold masks at the show. We made good contacts with really uh, great people. I mean neighbors at the show that we were surrounded with. Uh, I mean. Across the across the way with us was Daniel Horn, who's oh, wow. an incredible yeah. Yeah. artist. Daniel and, Horn was super nice, absolutely. And he and, did sculptor and and paintings, he, right? Yeah. He oh yeah, does it all. He's, yeah, I mean he's, he's been incredible. he's been an illustrator for I think like over thirty years, yeah. and, we, and we, just does fantastic wow. work. We couldn't and, have asked for only, a better neighbor. Oh yeah, like only recently, like in the past few years, he's just decided, well, just I'm going to sculpt masks now, yeah. and, and he does, and, and he does, and he pumps and he pumps them out fast. Oh yeah, I mean he great decides what he wants to sculpt, he gets it done, and he gets it out there. Yeah, he's right across street from us so we were just you know kind of chatting mm-hmm. with him a lot and it was it was awesome yeah, it was very wow. surreal and uh eric austin yeah, who shout runs, out to eric yeah, austin who who runs the halloween mask association and who is responsible for the hma mask fest uh really kind of got behind us really well yeah. and just it helped promote the hell out of us and yeah. was great you know and, and just you know helping us feel welcomed and i you know so we owe him a lot of respect do, for yeah. that for sure for, that was for, great. for i mean for no reason at all he just i mean really just we were all we all kind of knew him a little bit, and he just decided just from get go when we decided we wanted to do mask or, or mask fest rather, he just one hundred percent pushed pushed us like James said. He helped advertise mm-hmm. on the page, right. uh, anything that we needed, he was there to let us you know let us know, and it was just it was really nice of him. And we can't thank him enough for the show because he really I mean, without him it wouldn't have been. Oh yeah, pop the pop monster made it onto the teacher. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that really was, cool. Pop, that was yeah, that was crazy. I mean, I remember when that happened. We like this is like official mask fest t shirt. <laughs> yeah, 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 the official yeah. Ma- yeah had the pop monster on. He it. approached me. He, he approached us and he sent me a message and said, "Hey," and I said, "He said he said hey, uh, I just want to know if it'd be okay if maybe we used one of your masks on the t shirt." Uh-huh. And I said, I'm well, have to say no. well, yeah, I was like, well, I'd have to ask James about it. Cause that's my always, that's always the answer. It's always, right. I got to yeah, ask yeah. James, James about it, no matter what it, yeah, it is. Right. Cause I mean, we really, we really make yeah. sure that we know we're always a hundred percent on the same page. Sure. But, uh, I said, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll talk to James about it, but that sounds good to me. And I let yeah. him know that it was a good, good, you know, good to go. And, we both James and I just assumed that it would be a, a T-shirt of Mask Fest with like an overall logo of maybe several masks and mm. a, a, a central like monster of some sort. Mm-hmm. And he sends us the image the first day <laughs> yeah. that it, the mask of, of it on the T-shirt. Yeah, sure. And James and I, we were working for Mask Fest. I was sitting in my recliner cutting out some masks. James was painting and. I, I see it, and my face, my, my jaw dropped. And I and James <laughs> looks over, and he thought something was wrong. He goes, "What happened?" And I, I, I turn the iPad to him, and he his face is exactly like mine. <laughs> and we both start uh, texting people, and we're like, "Hey, check this out! Check this out!" And it's just it's so turned cool. into a really yeah. really cool. You just you just pulled a, a Russ, and you were like, "Hey, man!" It's like, man, this is some great stuff right here, dude. Oh my god, this is crazy. <laughs> Was was Mass Fest a different experience in the sense that you were getting a lot of like first time reactions to your work? 
like in person. You know what I mean? It it was it was it was. I don't, it, it's a little bit of a blur being yeah. behind or just you know being at a booth. It, it's way different than just going and visiting, which we had done a couple of times mm-hmm. before. It's a completely different feeling, but it was great to get reactions, and we did get some really nice reactions yes, that are very memorable. <laughs> yeah, uh, that are really awesome. Yeah, we had. Like we mentioned earlier, Daniel Horn, he was actually a fan of, I mean, as, as big of a fan of we are, as of we are, as his, of his work, him being a fan of our work was amazing. He, yeah. he told us that we, we were doing something that was unique and wow. just to hear those words from his mouth was, um, it was amazing. And then, uh, after the show, we even got a compliment from, uh, Mr. Jordu Shell, which was, <laughs> holy shit! Uh, he, Whoa. he had a, he had approached us. Yeah, and- he came by our booth, and uh, the thing is, uh, Jordu and then Distortions. They were having like a panel where they were talking about start your own mask business. So I was like, well, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go check that out while you guys watch the booth. And so I went over <laughs> and I, I watched it. And it was, it was really good, uh, a really good thing to watch, and uh, very informative. Just a lot of good things to to be said. And um, one thing I remember Jordu saying is um in order to like you know uh be a good mask maker and make good designs you have to like be competent of of design and of form and things like that i mean there's a lot of people they'll design something oh, i think my stuff is great and it won't be that great and you know he says his best work are the ones where he doesn't feel so good about it during the process because he's being challenged sure, so you yeah. have to have that competency mm-hmm. of design and so when he came over and he's looking at our stuff and he's like scoping out i'm like so uh do you think these are competent and he's like oh this is beyond competent it's like this is exactly what i was talking in those words and i I was just like the rest of the night i was like an inch off the ground i can i can say it's it's not we're not uh we're not we're not bragging and we're not ta- we're not talking big about our own work because somebody else said it but yeah well, i mean but, but, i, I but mean Jordu, Jordu he, said something nice man, about our stuff he, yeah I mean, I'm, he, I'm, he told I'm us that we were doing away, uh, like, he told us we were incredible. doing something nobody else was doing wow uh, that we have really just tapped into a market that's that we're that we're just doing well with right. and it was just it was very very touching for him to say and he we even got a uh, every time i tell this story to somebody i always love this part cuz it really is cool that we got a uh, we, it was after the show was over for the night, so he came to the booth to talk to us, and we ended up talking for fifteen or twenty minutes. And eventually, the the staff had to come and kick Jordu out because <laughs> the show was over. And wow. the guy came through. He's like, "Listen, Jordu, I know that you're God here, but you're gonna have to leave. You can talk to them tomorrow." <laughs> and it was it was just it was that's it was incredible. incredible. Yeah, that's really really. And great. he was, he was one of the nice. He, he just his compliments meant the world to us. Wow, and it was really really great. So we're in post mask fest now. I mean, what what's next? I mean, I know you guys talked about you know going and doing you know a few of the flatter things and, and mm-hmm. kind of adding to that classic monster vibe. I mean, what uh, can you tell us about what's on the horizon for y'all? Well, obviously we're going to continue doing vacuform masks, mm-hmm. and we're going to continue our retro line. We're going to continue uh, doing things that are outside of the retro line and kind of pushing what we can do. Um, with vacuum forming using yeah. different molding techniques and might just keep going with that familiar characters that yeah yeah may, yeah we might we might do another replica or two but uh <laughs> and one thing we're really wanting to do and you know hopefully we'll have some in time for next mask fest we want to do that you know this year starting into next year we want to start working on latex as well and just working yeah. on you know plastic and latex side by side and, and doing you know both kinds of masks so we're looking to just kind of continually expand our horizons and just kind of build off what we did this first year great uh you think you'll ever break into the silicone game we were talking about that we've talked time. about it yeah <laughs> and uh that's that's something that once we kind of establish ourselves with yeah. um with plastic and then latex if if you know if we can pull it off i mean i would be very interested a lot of in the mediums that. have to do with cost cost sure yeah, uh, yeah absolutely i've i've worked Nothing's with cheap. i've worked yeah <laughs> no. absolutely i've worked with latex a little bit with yeah. uh, an old friend of mine um, michael hopkins who used to do fod productions he used to make hockey masks and he moved into okay. he moved into latex masks this was in the later like maybe early 2000s or so uh, but I learned a bit from him, so I think it'll be a good transition for us when we do start doing latex. Great. But right now, it's just it's more cost efficient and a little it's quicker production for us to do these vacuum form pieces. So when James and I move into latex, it's going to be something where we've uh, we're comfortable enough to be able to go ahead and get these supplies and uh, 
hopefully just do well with the latex and it's going to be like like i said earlier it's going to be plastic masks latex maybe silicone great uh and here in the future james and i've talked about it a little bit too we we'd also like to get into maybe uh custom costuming in a way like maybe Mm -hmm. custom uh pieces like more elaborate costume work that needs to be done maybe around nashville more local if somebody needs something done uh that's a little more elaborate a little more uh accurate or just detailed function really hardcore cosplayers yeah something like if, they, if they'd like something done maybe <laughs> or you know like on stores. film sets yeah you know <laughs> there's that too we wouldn't necessarily turn it down it'd be something, it'd be something that i'd say i have to talk to james about it and get his opinion <laughs> i feel like i hear that a lot <laughs> ask, ask, your, ask your mom yeah <laughs> well guys i mean i i have, I have uh, one more question and that is um if you is there like a holy grail of replica mass that you guys have talked about? Oh, Are you if you can discuss this sort of thing? Yes um, or no, James? Oh, there's no way we can discuss that. Yeah, I was going right to Yeah, okay. there is there's stuff that we want to do. There's a yeah. lot of things that we want to do that are like holy grail kinds of things. It's it's just a matter of just working right. on it and, you know, right. just just seeing what we can do. Gotcha. So, Cam and Mike know what it is. They just saw me mouth it off the microphone. Right. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I don't like the way that sounded. <laughs> you just Mike, mouth. Girl, yeah. you come over here and mouth it on the microphone. Just mouth it can off the microphone. Well, guys, I mean, if the latex or the silica, whatever you do next, if it's anything, you know, a fraction of what you've been able to do now, I mean, I'm sure. You're you're already blowing everybody out of the water. You so. boys are so talented. Oh well, thank whatever you, you do will be good. It really, no, oh, man, you sound like uh, Bob's Burgers over there. Linda, <laughs> that's awesome. It's always, it's always a joy to see you know the the next new mask and and you know we're big fans. So thank you uh, and thank you for having us again. Absolutely. and, so, and supporting thank us, man. So we really appreciate everything that y'all do for absolutely. us. Absolutely. Well, that is episode forty eight of We're one. Gonna Need a Bigger Show. Yeah, one of my favorites. Uh, so for so are we talking about Halloween show. like later? Or yeah, when's, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna are we going start, backwards? We're gonna run through it, like to see if your opinions have changed since last. Right. Year. Oh no, they're the same, but I'd love to tell them again. Okay, in case you forgot, <laughs> we're gonna start in a minute. Uh, so for bigger show, this has been Cameron Beach House. This has been James Mangrum, and this has been James uh, Scott Selfridge. <laughs> and I'm Mike D. Thank y'all so much for listening. Good night. Eight more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Eight more days till Halloween. Silver Shamrock. Stop it!